the thirst is real. All right, please welcome. She's a former Miss Prison Tango, a cosplay icon, and she also performs as Ginger Spice with two of our Canada Drag Race contestants. Please welcome Baby Bell Bell. Hi, thanks for having me. Hi, I'm so happy you're here. And then we have one of my good Judies, MTV One Girl Five Gays, and funny guy on Instagram. You have to watch his Instagram stories. They make me LOL. It's David Robert. Hey. <laughs> Please welcome to the stage, David Robert. <laughs> <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> um, so let's just touch down on the fact that we just witnessed an iconic moment in Canadian drag and reality TV history. We have Canada's Drag Race. That's crazy. Yay! It's finally here. Is it too bold to say it was like truly one of the best Canadian reality shows I've ever seen? I mean, it was expensive, honey. Right. Yeah, wow. it was really, really impressive. I think, you know, all of us Canadians, sometimes we get a little bit nervous when we see there's gonna be a version of our show. And then we think, oh no, we'll be dis disappointed. And I was not disappointed one little bit. It was so good. Right. <laughs> and it was like, oddly, a nod to the, American version, but still Canadian. And I mean, we can dive into it, but I didn't miss RuPaul. No. It, <laughs> it, we'll get there. We'll get there because it's true. No, but I like how RuPaul, like his voiceover and stuff. I was like, oh, he's still there. I like that. Right. Um, okay. So to kick things off, I want to play a fun game called Who Said That? So basically, I pulled four lines from the Queen's intro, Meet the Queen's videos, and I want you guys to guess who said them. Cool? Okay. Okay. Up first, we have, I do different makeup every time, so it takes me a little longer than those of us who do the same face every day, but not saying any names. <laughs> oh. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> that wasn't on the first episode, right? No, that was No, this is from the Meet the Queen videos. Okay, okay. Sorry. I was like, I'm like, what did I miss? Um... <laughs> Did Lemon say that? No. Okay. Was it J Jimbo? Yeah, it was Jimbo. I do a different makeup every time, so it takes me a little longer than those of us that do the same face every day, but not saying any names. And then we have, I still feel like I'm on a prank show and Ashton Kutcher is about to pop up and say, nope. Oh, that, that was Juicebox, I think. Yeah, look at you, two for two. Okay. Still feel like I'm on a prank show and that like Ashton Kutcher is gonna pop out and be like, nope. And then our last one is, actually we found out a few days that I have been doing the drag the least amount of time out of all of the girls. Queen P? Was it Priyanka? Yeah. No, it was Lemon actually, which shocked me. What? Oh, you're right. Yeah, 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 she's pretty. New too, actually, I guess. I love her. Actually, we found out kind of near the first few days that I have been doing the drag the least amount of time out of any of the girls. It's really interesting too, is we have some like new queens and then some like drag legends, which is a nice mix mm -hmm. when it comes to like a well-versed cast. Um, but before we dive into the episode, I want to get off. We want to start acknowledging queer excellence. It's a tough world out there. And, you know, we are really in this fight in this race for equality across the board, race, gender, uh, sexuality. So I just want to shout out, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but the House of Avalon is basically this group of queer kids from Arkansas that fled Arkansas and they're now in LA and then have just blown up. Um, Marco Monroe is now the stylist for Lizzo and has created all of her iconic looks, including the little purse. And they're also okay. the visionaries behind Gigi Good. So they helped her with all of her finale stuff. And it's just so cool to see queer kids from Arkansas left their like shitty state. And now not only are they like at the forefront of pop culture, Lizzo's one of the biggest pop icons we have right now. And then Gigi Good, another drag legend. It just goes to show that it doesn't matter where you're from, you can find your way. And if you feel like you have a creative bone in your body, just get out there and do what you're doing. Cause he didn't know that he was a stylist. He met Lizzo, was helping out, and then she saw something in him. And that's what it is, is just putting yourself out there. What? Cool. I love that. So crazy. That's so awesome. So cool. Yeah. So shout out House of Avalon. Keep doing what you're doing. And I mean, you're already blowing up, so I can't wait to see what they do next. Um, okay. So let's talk about entrances. Yeah. We have <laughs> our first 12 queens entering the Canada Drag Race workroom. 
what are some standout entrances and what are some favorite, like, you know, you have to have your intro line, like this is your moment to introduce yourself to the country. Any standout moments? It's so oh my pre- gosh. I love the pre-was first. You say, well, match with that question mark. I love right. that. Tainomi was good too. I love that Tainomi came with a, a line as well. Ooh, I right. <laughs> I have to say, I think my favorite line would have to be Boa's utter queens. I'm better than these utter queens. (laughs) (laughs) Like, she's so dumb, but so epically amazing at the same time. (laughs) Right. Um, And then, okay, so I want to know the tea about why the Toronto queens were so gagged when Boa walked in the workroom. Like, they were so shocked. Wait. You know what? Like, I... I when I when I found out that she was on the show, I was kind of shocked too, to be honest with you. Like I was like, what? Like <laughs> she she got on, but at the same time, like you know, the the casting process for reality TV is so crazy, right? So you don't really necessarily know because they're trying to fill this whole cast. Um, and then after watching the first episode, I was like, oh my God, I'm like so glad she got on. <laughs> but I was surprised because even when Juice Box it cuts to her where she's like, you know, she has a bit of a reputation in Toronto for being messy and like annoying. And it's like, yeah, she, she does. <laughs> where was she performing before? She, um, she, perf- she has performed at all of the, like the bars, I think at least on church street but for, for sure, but wasn't a regular performer. Like, you know, instead of the, like, I'd say the house Queens getting like those three or four shows a night at all the bars you know, she'd be there maybe once every two weeks or something like that. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, like she, I mean, when she first started out, she had a, like, she's been doing drag for, I want to say at least five or six years now. And when she first started out, she was even messier. Like no one, like she annoyed everybody. She would throw really? stuff on the, she'd throw stuff on the stage. Like I remember her just throwing like flour everywhere to make it look like it was cocaine everywhere. And the bar was so mad at her. And like, like just one thing after another, like whipped cream in numbers <laughs> and like not telling the drag queen who went on after, like, it would be really, like, it was just really unprofessional sometimes, but right. like she said, she's, she's sobered up now, and she's become a better, like, it really has become a better person, and you saw the growth in Bowen, like, you just love her now, and you're like, hey, you know what? Stop, quit drinking, don't ever drink again, because it's helping <laughs> you a lot. <laughs> win the whole show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just so curious about that, because it was just, like, the look on their faces was so shocked. Um, another iconic entrance moment, which kind of seems, and we'll talk about it, she was cursed from the jump, but Juice Box getting stuck to her tights and not being able to <laughs> rip her hand up. That was so iconic. She's like, don't freak out. She's amazing. I love her. She's so adorable. Like, Juice Box, like, I think that they, um, like you, when you're watching the episode, you're like, that is Juicebox. She's like this cute little, like they kept saying pop star, princess fantasy. Like that is her. And I like, they showed her truthfully. Um, but there was a part of me that's like, just rip it out, girl. Like who cares right. about my drag race? Just rip that tight. But those tights are super expensive. So I understand if I was at like, if I was at cruise, I would be like, oh yeah, I'm not going to rip my tights. But if I was on drag race, I would be like, boom, like that is <laughs> Yeah, it was good. What were you going to say, David? That was so cute. And I'm trying to remember who else was good. I love Lemon's look, that huge coat, like, or whatever. Yeah, I think she took the, I'm assuming the inspiration was Rihanna's Met Gala, and I was, like, living for it. And, like, it was was so well done. Like, Lemon looked, she looked expensive. Yep. Um, and now we're switching gears, so we, they're staying in the entrance look, and we get to the mini challenge, which was kind of a nod to season two, remember when they're on the motorcycles with a big fan? Um, and I was impressed yes. because all those wigs stayed on, the girls were prepared to be windblown. Um, any standouts there in terms of the mini challenge? I was shocked at the winner, by the way. Oh, that was, that was a mistake. That was right. not, that was not the winner, but... Yeah, I didn't. I don't agree with the winner at all. Like, even when I see the photos, I saw them all this morning, like on Instagram and on the internet, and I'm like, really? Like, right. like when I saw the when I saw the photos, I actually think Scarlett Bobos and Tainomi's were my favorite for photo wise. Yeah. Um, but watching the challenge, I know it's more than just the photo with TV because it's still watching the challenge. Like, 
my favorite to watch was Jimbo. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it was, there was a whole story going up the mountain at the top of the mountain. Like I have rewatched that clip at least four or five times. <laughs> yeah. Who else was good? I really liked, I really liked Juicebox actually. The way she's like, oh my God, they try to go up and down. And then her falling, I know that wasn't actually even part of the challenge, but I was just like, wow, that's so endearing. She's so cute. <laughs> It's, um, I hate when people do this, like, on podcasts or YouTubes, but, like, compare queens, but I just feel like Juicebox and Pheromone both have this just, like, lovable, innocence quality, just, like, beautiful heart that it's, like, I'm not comparing their drag aesthetics, it's more so their personalities, you know what I mean? Like, when she totally. fell, it was, like, such a Pheromone moment. Who <laughs> else? Pre was good, too. You know, Pre... Pre came from TV. She's gonna like, she gave it right, giving them faces like running right. out. Yeah, printed up. <laughs> there's something about Pre's confidence that is just it's it doesn't seem where you know where Kine was seeming like cocky and arrogant. Priyanka's just seems natural. Like you you just want to keep rooting for her because she's such a superstar and she just seems it's like she's having so much fun. Like that's as an audience what we like to watch. Right. Um. So then. Kind wins, which I don't understand, but um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. then she gets the task of assigning the Roots fabric boxes to all of the queens. So I just am curious if you are in a position, it's the first episode, are you trying to take out your competition this early? Like I know it's different if it was top six, but this is the first episode. What would kind of be your strategy if you had one when assigning boxes? You know what? It's, I feel like you couldn't even really screw people with those boxes. Like sometimes, you know, when you're like pairing up the makeover challenge, like sometimes maybe you can be shady and give someone that like maybe has like a way more masculine face. But like those boxes were hilarious. Those names were iconic. I was with Philip, like, and uh, yep. Bubba. And one of them was uh, Madonna, right? It was like, oh, see, I wish I had the names. But anyways, the names of the boxes were so good. I don't Like a prairie. Like a prairie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Um, yeah, I guess it says we don't, you don't really know what's in the boxes either too, but I would agree uh, is the fact that it is the first episode and like, I don't think you want to make enemies on the very first episode because, you know, uh, it already showed all the girls are kind of already turning on kind because it's like, right. <laughs> <laughs> if you give producers something to work with episode one, because they're backstage, they're like, okay, who is going to be the villain? So yeah. Good. You know, and if you're going to be a little villainous, so yeah, I, I wouldn't want to ruffle feathers episode one anyways. But then kind of did, did, did that on, did she not? <laughs> right. We kind of see this like brewing dynamic between Scarlet Bobo and Kaim where Scarlet's not having it. They're in the workroom and they're actually talking about who can sew and who can't. And Scarlet Bobo's like, oh, I don't sew. And kind of like, oh, it's nice getting to know you. But this does bring up an interesting dynamic. Usually in the first challenge, it is kind of one of these um, make to create moments. Do you think queens should learn to sew? Or like, it's kind of frustrating when you hear queens like not being able to sew, you know? Yeah, I always, like I, again, I have always been a fan of reality TV. And so I used to love the show Survivor. And I was like, you know what? If you're going to be on Survivor, learn how to make fire. <laughs> like, that's right. something you'd want to learn how to do. <laughs> learn how to get two pieces of wood and learn how to do that and you're good. Where I'm like, if you get on Drag Race, you better learn how to like, like learn the basics at least. Like, you know what I mean? Like be able to sew a bodysuit or a little dress that you can then then go nuts with the glue gun on, you know what I mean? But, right. but but make sure that we can see some sort of structure. And it's not like you have to learn how to sew everybody's sizes, just learn how to sew something for you, right? Right. It, don't admit it. It's like, there, there's no gun to your head being like, oops, sorry guys. There's no gun, right, and take two. There's no gun, <laughs> there's no gun to your head about like, can you sew? Do you know what I mean? It's like when they're like, oh, can you sew? Yeah, I can sew, even if you can't, because if you can't, then that's everyone loves to jump on that. Oh my God, she can't sew, get her off. You know right. what I mean? It's like, and just like you said, I'm sure these girls knew, you know, one, two months in advance that they got it. It's like, hon, take a sewing class. Like, I'm sure there's like a free one somewhere online. Watch a YouTube tutorial. Do you know what I mean? Like, get right. stuff. Yeah, it was, Um, it's just interesting that it's like, it's almost like a trope of Drag Race. There will always be a queen that doesn't know how to sew. And it's like, 
crossed over to Canada, which was interesting. Um, but what I love is before they hit the runway, we kind of get, you know, the makeup tutorials. And sometimes on the American one, it can seem kind of forced, like they're trying to force a topic onto us. But this one was really kind of a genuine moment where we get both Boa and uh, Juicebox talking about sobriety. Sobriety that is very tough in the field and industry that they're in. Like you are what, starting at 9 p.m. sometimes? Like it's like the opposite of a traditional nine to five. I can't imagine you know, and you have to be performing, you have to be loud, you have to be out there. So it was really interesting. And I'm just curious, because you are in the scene, you're in Toronto. How does that work? Like is, I know turns, queens are turning up backstage, but when a sober queen comes in, is there a different dynamic? Do you think that affects them in terms of prepping or getting on stage? It does for sure. Like, I mean, I knew Boa and Juice before they like hit their sobriety and I will say like I'm glad they're both sober now same with like Toronto Queen Ivory Towers the three of them are actually all sober now and they're a way better performers and they're funnier on the microphone and they're just more likable in general but I would say that there it would be it's easier said than done like I have sometimes like Sometimes I'll like say, you know what, I'm not going to drink this week. Like, I do love my booze, but there's times where I say, <laughs> you know what, I'm going to take a little bit of a week off and not drink so much just because I need a little detox. Um, but even doing that is super hard because people want to give you shots. People want to right. give you a double. They, you know, like, it's, it's part of the experience of drag, right? Where, like, I have thrown, I have pretended to do shots a lot. <laughs> like, okay. Because uh, you don't want to insult the customer, too, and you want the bars to make money. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I would say, like, when Juicebox got kind of emotional talking about how people stopped going to her shows, yeah. like, she's, she's not lying. Like, she, like really? there, there, there is that effect of, like, people saying, you know, they want to have a good time and party with the queen. Even when I get hired to do, like, private gigs or even at a house, like, they want to get you liquored up because it's fun, right? It's like, right. this, is the, this is the superstar. You, like, you see rock stars drinking and drag queens are kind of the rock stars of, like, yeah. you know, their, their buildings or their venues, right? <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely very interesting, but I 100% support all of them in their journey right now because they're, they're definitely better queens without the booze, for sure. It's funny, right? Because when you drink, like, even when I'm like out trying to have fun, like I, it's, it's hard because I'm always like, oh, I am funner when I'm drunk, but then there, there's that one shot you do that all of a sudden you went from being fun drunk to sloppy drunk. And if I'm on stage trying to perform for hundreds of fans, it's like, oh, then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I'm messy. Especially right. the young the young queens. Like there's so many young queens right now because of the accessibility of drag and being on YouTube. So sometimes these queens have been practicing drag since they were like 16, 17, they just hit 19 they're doing their first show and you know, they go crazy. I was lucky that my parents kind of like gave me wine when I was like a kid. <laughs> so I, so I, I, I was, but like not in a bad way. Like, right, like right, here, right. try it. Here. So I never like, I never craved really like getting wasted. Cause I was like, oh yeah, I've already had that. Blah, blah, blah. Um, you know what I mean? Maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> no, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> You're exposed already to kind of drinking. Yeah, and then yeah, that's what I meant. It wasn't really that huge of a deal for me. Where I do see um, a lot of the baby queens, where we get our drink tickets, and then I'll see them running around being like, "Can I get one of your drink tickets? I want another drink ticket." I'm like, "No, because I won't let you on stage if you drink another drink." Right. Nerves. <laughs> I've seen that. I, I think I've seen you and Pre host the um, at Woody's the. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The open stage. Yeah. Ooh, you see some of those kids, they're nervous, and as you would be, and like, you know, they've done water too many drinks. <laughs> You're wasted. Right. It's interesting because we are seeing the shift almost in like awareness about sobriety. We saw it on All Stars as well with Blair and Juju saying like, you know, they had to uh, take a path of sobriety to further their careers and entertainment. So it's also like we're seeing creatives, entertainers really kind of find this path and really speaking up about it because a lot of entertainers that do take that path almost feel ashamed and like don't really talk about it. So I just love that. It was such a perfect, authentic moment for the first episode of Canada Drag yeah, Race. And you can tell there was no like producer in the ear being like, talk about, you know, when your mom left at the bus stop. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, it was so good. <laughs> Y'all, like, perfect episode of TV, man. Right. Um, okay, let's talk Runway Lux. 
Yay. So here on Thirst, we're going to do a bootleg version of To Or Boot. We call it Quenched or Parched. Shout out David Robert for coining the phrases. Uh, so oh, I love it. If you are quenched, this means that the queen gave you everything that you needed. You are well hydrated. It was a tall drink of water. If you are parched, it just meant you wanted more. You're thirsty for more. Um, so let's kick things off. We'll go in the order that they walked the runway, but we have Anastasia Anakwe. She got the Canadian gay box, so Canada Day. Um, and she made this dope red puffer coat, which yeah, how- give me your thoughts. I mean, for me, right off the top, I was quenched. It was a perfect look for me. Uh, see, I don't want to talk shit about, like, production, but part of me is, like, where were those materials in the box when she was opening it? I'm like, where did you get this puffer jacket material? But maybe it was in there. Unbelievable look. Unbelievable right. look. Love a Canadian look. I, so I rewatched the episode because I was thinking the exact same thing um, with the jacket, and she actually does pull out the fabric, and she made that puffer thing, like, all herself like she actually sewed it to look like that like so she is a talented seamstress like I was blown away that like this is actually something she did it in that like I think they get a few hours to do this like it's, I, I'm looking I'm looking at the photo right now and um it's just insane I'm like is this something they sold at Roots that you just cut like a thing in I'm like no no she actually put everything in there to make it look like that jacket like it was just a piece of fabric that she turned into that <laughs> so she's incredible right I'm, uh, quenched from her for sure <laughs> She's quenched. Um, we can talk about judging after because i mean i have comments about where that look landed um next we have kiera uh with the like a prairie box the babadook bitch scarecrow she called herself right and it was a quench for me as well the reveal was a moment i loved it i loved it i loved it i loved it it actually looked so cool it looked like very like Balmain, that that this part, oh my god! Hey. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Oh, it looked so cool. I loved. Yeah, it looked expensive, and it's like, and trust me, Juicebox, my girl. But it's like it was the polar opposite of just sort of creating, you know, a piece of fabric around to make it a top. Like this, um, this woman, this woman worked. As yeah, you guys like the picks too. I it has to- all the elements. Like she's got the corset, the hat. And the way that she, she didn't just like glue the, the flowers on randomly. They actually like look spread out really, really nicely. And uh, like, I hate comparing queens too, I do. But like, she's giving me like a little bit of Evie oddly, but in like the best way possible. Like, right. I'm like, you know what? You look like a queen who's gonna, you know, who could go to the top with this look. Is that, that's what I mean, that comparison. Yeah, and it was, um, it was a nice moment because she, you know, there's so many personalities, but we didn't see much of her. So to have mm-hmm. such a strong runway, I was like, good for her. Um, next we have Lemon, and she got the jock straps, um, which was like a play on sports. Not the best. This look left me very parched, and it's mostly because my favorite moments of the looks were not in the box. Like, I loved her hair and makeup, but it wasn't the challenge. Um, so that's going to get a parched from me. It's funny. I'm glad you actually just said that because I was just about to be like, no, I don't agree um, with the judges. This is definitely uh, <laughs> But you're right. It is that sick wig. And now that I'm zooming in on it, she, what, she's really just tied that pink thing around her with like a yellow string, hasn't she? Like it's... <laughs> <laughs> she, he's getting the zoom ins right now. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I, I think it's like... I met uh, Lemon in December, so before she got on the show, and she is like a super talented drag queen, um, but like an incredible performer too. But seeing this, she, I think she got screwed over with like the sports thing. Like I probably would have, like I, I picture myself being in this challenge being like, I don't know what I would have done either. Like I am not, I'm like yay sports, like I don't get it. Right. But <laughs> it does seem like, it seems like I like the top part, like, but the bottom seems like really messy. And like, you know, we got to do the full look here. You're on Drag Race. So, right. I, yeah. I guess you're she did right. what she could do. <laughs> so you're both parched on that one. I will say parched, yes. Parched from that lemon, Uh-oh. honey. <laughs> right. And then next we have Alona Burley. She got the Muskoka. I can't do that well. Um, and she basically watch you may not know muskoka is like the like bougie cottage country far so like, yeah right americans are watching this being like what 
Right. Um, but this was very underwhelming for me. This was definitely a parched. Um, she, I got the vision. I just don't think she used enough materials from the boxes. It just looked like she made a gray dress, which just fits her body perfectly. It just, in a creative challenge, I wish she just pushed it a little bit more. Yeah, I'll agree. I think it was, like, I'll go as far as saying, I think this was, like, my least favorite, actually. Um, yeah. it, I, I'm, again, I follow her on Instagram, and her looks are usually, like, the ones. Like, she knows how to, maybe if you give her more time, but on the <laughs> challenge, it, it didn't seem up to her standards, like, not even close. Wow. I know. I'm looking at this, too. It's funny. I like it, and I really liked her a lot. And I loved, actually, when we, again, Bell Bell were at, and I were at a viewing party, and when she was sharing her experience with um, being um, Indigenous Canadian, yeah, is that? Um, yeah. yeah. Snapping, and it was such a, like, supportive um, a reaction to that. I thought that was so amazing. Sorry, so I love the look. However, I see absolutely no Muskoka in that, really. <laughs> at all, really. Like, where's the cottage country, Han? Right. Like, I'm wondering what material she got in her box for the Muskoka one. I got to rewatch and, like, focus on that. Because you're right. There's no Muskoka elements in it. So, sorry, honey. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm perched. <laughs> um, uh, up next, we have our YouTube sensation, Kine, with a Yukon gold digger box. She calls herself the Disco Diva, but the balls are falling apart, which is leaving me all the way parched. <laughs> that wig. Sorry, that wig. You didn't like the wig? Oh my God, look at the hairline on the wig. No, ma'am. Was... <laughs> I will say that I'm, um, I am quenched on it. She made this herself. I actually really like it. I, I do. It's, I, they were like, oh, it's so basic, but I didn't even really agree, but yeah, you know what? If we're just talking looks, I, I'm sorry, I am quenched from that. Okay. Okay, I'm I'm not quenched. I'm still parched. <laughs> I feel like, you know what? I don't think I'd be able to make a bell-bottom jumpsuit, so I will give her props for that. Um, however, like, there's the things where it's like, you know, you don't want your wig to fall off on a runway, and you don't want your outfit to fall apart. So I'm not sure if she's ever, like, use that e6000 glue before like how to get things to stick because i was like again like it's like when you watch a play you know when you see a performance or a live performance and someone drops something and then like you're not looking at the it takes you away from the performance you're like mm -hmm. oh my goodness that that pencil fell off the table is the dancer gonna fall now or something like that so i was distracted right away and then when they kept falling like when oh well i guess we'll talk about it later in the episode <laughs> but i was like when they kept falling i was like how is she not you know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. I was bad. Right. It was, um, I mean, we'll break it down in terms of the judging after. But um, up next, we have Scarlet Boba, and she actually gave me one of my LOL lines where she's like, I would get a lot of dick in this at the Stampede. I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and she's doing the cow print pants and the bandana. I mean, I'm quenched after seeing this. My only, only, only critique is the bandana on the arms. I think it just is very clear that it was just a bandana tucking an arm strap. I just wish it was something more was done with it. I almost feel like it didn't even need it. Just no, because those pants are dope and the top. I just, I mean, I'm quenched. Yeah. Yeah, it's giving me kind of like Toy Story, Woody Cowboy. Like, yep. I think she did a great job of like, you know, she took the theme and she made it very Scarlet Bobo. Like, yep. I... If Scarlet Bobo came, if you were celebrating something <laughs> at a club that was like, you know, cowboys or something, like, this is how she'd show up. <laughs> right. She make chaps? She did. Yeah. She did. Good for her. That's a quench, honey, because... Yes, yeah. quench. That wasn't easy. But you're right, I'm looking again. It's like she did not need those, um, those arms, but you never know what the judge is going to do, right? Like, you could come out without the arms, and they'd be like, I needed something more. And it's like... Right. Oh, yeah, it's better to almost do more and have the judges like wheel you back in than like not, I guess. Um, up next, we have Jimbo in the rain, blow it up box. And in a still photo, it kind of looks like a mess when I'm looking at the photo. But the way it walked to the runway and the way it had like this ripple bounce movement thing, it was so ex exquisite. This is probably my favorite look. I mean, it is. I am quenched after seeing this, honey. 
It's yeah, it's, it's one of my favorites too. Like when Brooke said, you know, working with these colors is hard and it is because you have to include every single color mm -hmm. <laughs> and make it look like blended. And if you look at the detail in the skirt, like she really did think of, I know in a photo, again, like you're saying, it, it doesn't really give it justice, but on TV, the way she placed all the colors, it kind of made it look like it was giving it like a rippling effect with the rainbow. Mm -hmm. um, I, she was one of my favorites for sure, completely quenched. Did, what, what was, okay, see, I gotta zoom in. Daddy's getting old here. What, oh, those are zippers. They were zippers, oh. yeah, all of them are zippers. That's why she said something like, I have 600 pockets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, what, uh, what box did she get? Rain blow uh, up. Yeah, rain blow up. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, is, that took a lot of work. Like, how did, that's amazing. I mean, of course that's a quenched, right? Like, that's amazing. I loved her. I didn't think I'd like her in the Meet the Queens and stuff. And it's like, uh-oh, come through. I'm living. Um, as soon as I saw her drag ball video, I was like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with her. Right, that was a moment. <laughs> I was like, I'm obsessed with her. <laughs> Um, okay, up next we have Tainomi Banks. She got the Lumberjanes box and she gave us kind of this print with a blue overcoat. I almost feel like the overcoat and the socks didn't really work for me. Like I wish it was almost just her fierce Tainomi body that we know and love and then that whatever was under it because the hair is great, the makeup's great. I love the earrings. I just felt she got kind of drowned out by this tape and the socks, if that makes sense. You know, I live I, for Tainomi, but this left me parched. Yeah. All people in Canada, or all people in Toronto know to be afraid of Tainomi Banks, so I am. I hope she doesn't see this, right? I mean, <laughs> Toronto queen. Yeah, girlfriend, I'm surprised they didn't clock it, because it really, at least in this photo on the Canada Drag Race um, Instagram, really just does look like a piece of fabric you, like, tied. Um, yeah. What what I had wished she had done, and like maybe she did do it, I don't know, but they didn't show it in the episode, is that I wish she did kind of like, like when Brooklyn did her reveal for that disco thing, like I wish right. she had I wish she had taken off the coat, because I don't love the coat, but I have to say, I actually am a fan of the socks, because the socks, I think what she was going for was to give it like that whole like foxtail, like, you know what I mean? That like oh. expensive foxtail look that like a lumberjack might have, like, so I kind of loved this, like the whole sock take on that lumber jill look um but i feel like it didn't like the coat's kind of hiding it in a way so right. i i love the lumberjack print underneath it and i love the socks i think the coat just hides a lot of the goodness under there <laughs> you are a hundred percent right now that you say that that you didn't even really get to see what was underneath and that is a reveal look you're right Right. Yeah, if, if she had dropped it, and like, but I, I've heard that the studio was absolutely freezing. I don't know if you guys have heard that. Because <laughs> even when the production person comes out on stage, they're literally wearing a winter jacket and a hat. Like, I heard the right. studio was freezing. <laughs> so you're like, oh, it really is Drag Race Canada. <laughs> yeah. And when did they film this? What time of year? Was it December? November? They started filming November 1st, I believe, and they finished uh, near the beginning of December. Interesting. So, yeah, oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, up next, we have Boa. She got the Man of Green Gables. Damn, that box was shady from the jump. Um, Man of Green Gables. But I mean, listen, this is, and we'll talk about this in judging, but this look on its own left me parched. Her performance of it left me quenched. So it's kind of twofold. Like if I'm just looking at it, I, it's not it's not it's not the worst but it's not my favorite but it's really sh it's delivery that really kind of overall will push it into a quench but if that was hanging on a garment rack it would be a parched i actually totally agree with you i like i think boa stole the episode personality wise yep. and even even when anastasia says something like you know it doesn't matter if you don't have a personality it won't shine through how good your look is so i agree with her where it just goes to show you if you have that winning personality, everything will be in heightened. Do you know what I mean? Right. Because um, when I look at this photo here, I was like, I'm like, I liked it better last night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's because she was being boa and moving around in it. Um, and she killed it. And like the potato crown is hilarious. But I'm looking at it and I'm like, those bows kind of look like 
like <laughs> right <laughs> but um and like the skirt doesn't seem like it's really that together but it just goes to show you the judges and even i as a viewer was distracted because she sold it so well i didn't realize she had a potato in her hand you know what it's funny you're so enamored while you're watching it that you do either have to watch it twice or get these photos the next day didn't realize she had a potato in her hand didn't realize the crown was made of potato i'm I'm punished from this. I don't know. I'm surprised. Like, again, if, if she had come with this, if, like, she had come with this that she'd made, maybe. But, like, if actually made this. Yeah. Like, I'm punished. Is she wearing two different shoes? Yeah. I think she spray-painted one of them. Like, I think <laughs> that's what she did. And didn't have the time to do the other one? I, I mean, maybe it was a choice. Like, I don't, maybe, I, like, because I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um... Okay, next we have sadly one of our bottom queens. It's Miss Juicebox with the Much Ruzik video box. Um, listen, the vision and the concept was there 100%. I just think it lacked in execution, unfortunately. Um, and then my only kind of argument with this is that the way Boa kind of was able to save her look with her personality and propel her to the top. I wonder yeah. if Juicebox was able to give us a little bit more Juicebox-esque, if that would have saved her and potentially maybe a kind or somebody else would have been in the bottom. But Like a much music video dance, really. Right. Yeah, this is going to leave me a little parched here. Of course. I, like, she's wearing three different color scrunchies, two in her hair, one in her wrist, or two in her wrist. Oh, it's so, I'm so, Bubba, we got to hear from you. You're on Spice Queens with her. What, what <laughs> uh, I know that, I think this is now, like, now that I've been talking about the show, I'm like, now this is, like, the hardest part for me to talk about, really. I think it's because I, like, you know, obviously I love Juicebox so much, and right. I think she's such a, like, such a fierce performer. Like, in my opinion, I, well, I think she won the lip sync, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but the thing is, this outfit, it's, like, you know, I guess, like, you have to, you know, when you're there, what goes through your mind of, I have to be creative and I have to do something right now. And I think she was like, this is a good idea. I'm going to cut this up. It's going to look like this. And it's going to be great. I didn't really think of any other ideas. And she didn't really use her box when they said to her, like, you know, we wish you used more of your box. When you watch the episode, she's pulling out those, like, cassette tapes and all right. these things. So in my mind, I'm like, what would I have done? And I was like, you know, juice box is so tiny. She could have taken out the, the film... Uh, tape and like made a dress with that and like yeah. added the I was just thinking of what I would do um, yeah. but again like who knows that there is a lot of pressure on this show and I'm being biased because I feel sorry for my sister <laughs> did you talk to her last night or today is she okay um I I haven't talked to her yet because I feel like she's probably getting 800 million messages uh but I she put on her story and on on Twitter. Well, she uploaded, like, the most iconic photo. If you haven't seen it yet, go, like, yeah. look at it. It's, like, the angel falling down. Like, even even seeing the photo, I was, like, crying. I was like, <laughs> um, but, um, she's, I, Juicebox is gonna be just fine. Like, she, right. she's on, she's on the first season of Canada's Drag Race. She's an absolute, like, joy to work with. She's super sweet, and, you know, she's not just a social media queen. She's a great entertainer, so she'll be fine. <laughs> right. um, but again, I will agree with you guys. The outfit did make me parched. Um, yeah, I wanted more. <laughs> oh, one thing. What made me mad was when the judge said it was a shake-and-go wig. That is not a shake-and-go wig. <laughs> like, that's actually a lace front that's been, like, styled. So I feel like he was just, like, throwing away terms. Maybe it's not, like the most iconic high pony that you could have ever seen, but it still is a styled wig. So I don't like that they're throwing away those like drag race terms like loosely, cause that's not a shake and go wig. If that's a shake and go wig, I'll go to the store and buy all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, cause your, yeah. your wig, it, it literally looks like it's coming out of your head. I guess when bangs get involved, like it's hard to see, but. That did, is true, you're right. Did you guys see that Shea Coulee obviously watched it live and tweeted about her? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, so I, when I was watching it, I was thinking, like, am I being biased? Like, and I, like I said, I like Lemon, I think she's a great entertainer, but I felt like Juice connected to the song. All right, maybe we shouldn't talk about this part yet, but I felt like right. Juice connected to the song, like, immediately to me. Like, I was like, okay, like, I believe that you're actually singing Probably the song. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, we can, we'll debate the lip sync for sure, Sorry. but I get what you're saying. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah. 
It's it all in all, Juicebox had a great run for the time that she was on there. She gave us moments, and then that lip sync is such a way to like be remembered by, you know. I didn't realize um, she was great too. I was like, wait, are you hot? <laughs> oh yeah, like Juicebox has such a great body, and I think that's why when she designed this costume, she's like. I am so hot. Look at my little body. And like, if I had that body, I'd probably wear nothing too, for sure. Right. <laughs> when started, when one of the people I was with last night was like, I totally hooked up with Juicebox once. Like, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, okay, moving on to another Toronto queen. We have Miss Priyanka. She got the Gone Fishy box. Um, listen, I love it. It obviously left me quench. My only, obviously we're getting to the nitty gritty in terms of critiques. I just wish that sash was a little bit thinner in a way. It just looked a little bulky to me. Um, like, I don't know what it is. I don't even know if it's really needed because I mean, her body looks amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I guess maybe it's almost to the point. I think somebody said earlier of it's like, you don't want the judges to ever say, wish there was more, especially when you're just doing like a body and a creative challenge. But I mean, it's quenched her makeup and hair totally head to toe. I loved it. Yeah, I'm, I'm quenched too. I think something that I like to like say that being a part of the Spice Queens and being part of like that Toronto drag circle is we do really want to do that head to toe. And Priyanka always gives you the head to toe, even her promo look. She had the icicles on her feet where they shed the crab legs on this. Yeah. Like she doesn't, she doesn't leave any part of that drag experience untouched. So, you know, I love my girl Priyanka. <laughs> yeah. I'm quenched. And it's funny, like Boa, you know, Toronto Queens? No, Toronto Queens, honey. Toronto Queens. She yeah. She gave, um, uh, like, I can't think of the word, but she gave what Boa gave on the stage. I feel like she was doing, like, a performance. I find a lot of queens right. walk the runway like a model, which they all look like models. But this is another lip, this is almost a pseudo lip sync for you. This is, like, a moment to perform, essentially. I love it. I totally agree with the sash, though. I almost feel, I love the, um... Sorry, my puppy's barking. I love the net thing she's wearing. She could almost just done more of that net. I love it. I, I'm quenched. Yeah, it was a good good night for Priyanka. Um, up next, we have Alona. Oh, no, we did Alona Burley, right? She yep. did the Muskoker. Yep. So last, we have Miss Rita Vega. So she came out with this kind of jacket that revealed a blue little dress. Overall, I'm quenched, but I have a lot of opinions because, I mean, we just talked about this almost, I think it was two episodes ago on Drag Race All-Stars, where it's like the jacket, the moment, like, is it kind of a cop-out? Because the blue dress is kind of simple to me. But once again, performance trumped. I love the detail of, like, the frostbitten hand, that it was, like, so cold, it was red. Like, those little details kind of really um, elevated the look for me. I almost wish she had the jacket on longer. Yes. The totally. blue dress was not it for me. It actually reminded me she wore a jacket because I'm, I'm on the Canada's Drag Race Instagram like looking at them and they used the photo of just her in the dress and I was about to be like, wait, how the did she win? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that too. <laughs> that dress, or sorry, that jacket, she should almost have just maybe worn the jacket the whole time or something. That jacket she was have. stunning. How did she make that? Yeah, the, I mean, she really used her materials. I'd say probably one of the best of using the materials in a creative way to really show the theme that she got. So right. I do love the jacket. It's kind of like the reverse of like what we were saying about Tainomi's. We were like, take off the jacket! Where this is like, keep on the jacket! <laughs> uh, like one of my big things, and like these are like some of my like pageant drag friends who taught me is that you know what if you're gonna do a reveal make sure that the reveal is more sickening than what like what's underneath always has to be better uh. because it it doesn't really add up like one of my biggest pet peeves is when someone takes off a wig but the wig underneath of it is crap like it's <laughs> like I know it's hard to do but it's still like it still is like I'm like oh cool so you have a shitty wig and then it's another shitty wig <laughs> like it doesn't impress me um yeah. but but with this look here, her coat was so good. And I think, again, the details, like the hands, I remember I didn't catch it the first time I watched it. Second time I watched it, I was like, oh, wow. Like she really went on there with the, like, I guess, blush or something. And it looks like she's freezing. And the cheese curds, you know, I'm a cheese queen. So I'm glad she <laughs> incorporated that too. 
Um, so I, I'm, I'm definitely quenched with Rita. I wish he, like, I'm not loving the dress, but the coat redeems itself. Yeah, that dress looks cheap. Like, if you zoom in, it's um, it's not. It looks like a piece of fabric just wrapped around her, yeah. Right. And then let's just wrap things up with this iconic Carly Rae Jepsen, Canadian icon lip sync. So the Twitter sphere, the social medias are very divided. We think that it should have been a double Shantae and yes. or people are saying that Juice Buck should have stayed. Um, but I do think it was almost like we were just talking about Canadians being too nice. Imagine on the first episode of Canada's Drag Race, they're like, double Shantae, you're both great. So I get yeah. the elimination. I'm just curious to know your thoughts on the lip sync. I couldn't say it better. I feel like the exact same way. Like, obviously, you know, could they have kept both? Yeah, they, they could have, because it was a really good lip sync. And, you know, they could have. But again, you want to, you kind of feel like that's like a cheap shot. Like when you watch, you know, when they crown two people or something like that, you're like, eh, whatever. You still want right. it. Or it's like the first episode, you're like, okay, like someone has to go home or you're going to feel ripped off of as a viewer. But I think with it being Canadians who are watching the show, we're like, oh, but juice. <laughs> um, but um, I will agree. So I was watching the lip sync thinking like, okay, like Juice has me connected right away, but I'm like, am I being biased? So I sat there, didn't say anything. I was actually really quiet when I was watching it. I thought my, like, I felt intense. I felt the sweating coming on. Because uh, I was just like, this is crazy. Like I know how much, like I know how much money these girls have spent on all these looks that they're not even going to get to show right now, right? So that's crazy on its own. Uh, but I, I was like, I'll keep my opinion to myself because I feel like I'm going to be biased because I liked Juice Box is better. I feel like if Lemon didn't do her tricks, she wouldn't have won. Mm -hmm. And I kind of, I kind of hate that. Like, you know, I'm not the dancing sensation, but I can move really, really well, and I can still kill a lip sync. And I would hate to be in Juice's spot where it's like, I, I think I got sent home because someone could do the splits. Like, you know what I mean? Um, right. Because Juicebox connected to the song better, in my opinion. Completely agree. I have a question for Bobo, but I, I just want to quickly say I agree. It's funny. Even on the most recent episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, a queen just did a jump split and Ru still, oh! And it's like, maybe in season one, two, three. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. I, doesn't love a jump split um show to ivory towers however incredible, yeah that doesn't mean that that is immediately oh she did a jump split give her to her do you know what i mean right i um but it was a tight race it was a tight race but i think if you did take out um the the tricks it could have been anyone's maybe juice boxes but i also want to say maybe not a double shantae uh you stay um why not uh, you know be like uh you stay and then but it's the first episode, no one's going home. That's what you could have done. Because they've even right. done that on the American. Testament to production and the cast that towards the end, you didn't miss RuPaul. Like that is such a huge moment to like, when Tyra Banks left America's Next Top Model, the whole time you were, were waiting for Tyra Banks to come back to replace Rita Ora. But by the end of this episode, I was like Googling Jimbo. I was looking up like all these queens different looks and that's a testament to the cast and it's also a testament to the production value and the storytelling which is it's, it's really really great you're, i'm so excited you're it, totally right you even mentioning it like i actually didn't even think about that until you brought up the question of like how did you feel about the lack of rupaul i was like i forgot that it was his show <laughs> uh just because they really it's still obviously had like i was glad that we still got to hear like drag race start y'all yeah. and like the whole like and the way that they edited certain thing and the alarm, I was like, okay, it's still like a familiar thing. Like you still want it to be familiar because that's like the way we like to watch the show. But I like that he got to have a little bit of moments because you did say, okay, because a lot of people were like, this show's going to be cheap. RuPaul's not even doing it. But then when you saw her, you're like, oh, I, she is here. Yeah. Right. Um, but then like when she was done, I honestly, until you brought up that question at the beginning of this, this podcast, was like, oh yeah, no, I didn't miss her at all. I forgot it was her show. Me too. And I actually think <laughs> Brooklyn did a great job. I thought that could go either way as well. I was shocked. I'm jumping. And I know we got to wrap up, but I was shocked they didn't send Brooklyn in the room first. Remember, it was Stacy, And I was like, wait, is Stacy the host? But Brooklyn right. came in right after you call. But I thought Brooklyn was a fantastic um, pseudo uh, uh, Rue. And actually, one more thing. I remember they kept in, they kept being very clear, they're like, the three of us make the decision. I'm like, well, there's four of you sitting up there, like, implying that the celebrity has absolutely no say in the decision. Do you remember that? Like, I mean, like, right. 
where I was like friggin' Alicia Cuthbert was living. And yeah, she's she said she liked juice too, so I guess she had no say. <laughs> Justice for juice. Let's call this episode Justice for Juice. Justice for yeah. Juice. Um, because girl, that's a show. Right. Unbelievable. Um, you yeah, the Spice Girls, if you are ever, when they start touring Canada, when shit opens up again, or you're ever in Toronto, you really got to check it out. They turn it out. <laughs> um, but thank you guys so much for being here. Um, I can't think of two other people I would want to break down this iconic premiere with. Um, season two, Baby Bow Bow, we're waiting. But until then, where can people <laughs> interstock you and see all your looks? Yeah, uh, my Instagram is at baby underscore bell underscore bell but only one l in the bells so like the cheese but with an extra bell um i perform in toronto all over obviously a lot of the places i perform at are not open right now but right now there are patio shows happening at cruise and tangos seven days a week so if you check out my instagram or cruise and tangos you'll see where to find me uh, i'd also say check out the show queens on cbc gem it's still streaming the app is free to download and it's a great show written by like queer people directed by queer people the cast is all queer people it's like such an incredible project that i got to be a part of so check it out awesome and david robert thank you your insta stories have been honestly lol they've been so good um where can people insta stalk you yeah, it's just at David Robert on Instagram. And yeah, Neil, thank you so much for this. This has been so fun. Like, and, and Bell Bell, sorry, I wanted to jump back for you is that, girl, do you have your um, COVID era lives you did with your mother? G guys, Bell Bell, the whole time. Oh my God, yes. All the Bell Bell shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I did 14 of them. We did 14 weeks of uh, online drag shows because uh, I was quarantining in, in Pickering, which is where I grew up. But I live in Toronto and I, you know, was luckily lucky lucky enough to still get uh get that serve money to pay my rent here. I wasn't living here, but I was paying rent. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, just because like that's that's what covered it. Um, but I'm happy to be back in the city now. But yeah, there's some episodes uh or some of them I did post on my like I think IGTV is what it's called. Yeah. Um, so it's on my Instagram somewhere. Um, but. Mama Belva has been welcomed and asked to perform now at Cruise. And uh, when when the other bars reopened, like Woody's, Glad Day, Gladstone, they all were like, yeah, we want you and her. Oh, my God, I love that. Season three, hun. <laughs> right? <laughs> I was hoping that, like, my, after the feedback I got from that, I was like, you know what? I hope I just invented a drag challenge for season two, and this gets me <laughs> Right, mom makeover <laughs> challenge, and you just play with Mama Bell Bell. Right, watch, watch. They'll make that a they'll make that a challenge now. But like, I won't be on. She'll just be the guest judge. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to everybody listening, uh, if you can take a minute to subscribe and make sure you write a review on iTunes, but only if it's nice. And now we are entering the YouTube space, so if you are on YouTube, make sure you give this a thumbs up and subscribe. And you can follow us at This Is Thirst. Thirst is with a Y. We are on Instagram. And I'm Anil Joshua, A-N-E-A-L Joshua. And always remember, guys. The thirst is real. Bye, cunt.